0: help me welcome our internet audience if you would god bless you all thank you for joining us peace to your house you may be seated you may be seated i actually spoke with one of our internet audience uh, yesterday from southern california and he had his 79th birthday this past week and so happy birthday to dana out in in uh, california so awesome hey tonight is heart of a woman and uh, ladies, you will want to be here i 'll tell you because where when i 'm preparing i don 't share much at all when alicia 's preparing, she shares she She made me come sit on the porch with her yesterday. And I enjoyed it. I was blessed by it. uh, And she said, I'm not going to do this. And I'm going to say this and do this. And and ladies, y'all, trust me, y'all are in for an incredible evening. The theme is just off the charts. You're cleared for takeoff. And it's a whole airline motif kind of thing. It's going to blow your mind. So ladies, come be here. If you don't already have your tickets, I have bad news for you. Tickets are gone. But you can come at 7, at 7 and enjoy the rest of the flight. And uh, so it will be a good time. Now, I do need some help right after this service, though. We need some men uh, to help us to set up real quick, to tear down and set up for um, Heart of a Woman. And, guys, that's one of the ways we can be a strength and, and serve. Amen. 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 So it won't take long at all, so we'll have a few guys. And uh, I believe you'll just meet kind of right back over in this corner. And uh, we appreciate in advance you being able to help with that. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, uh, we're beginning a new series today. Anybody know what it's called? Thrive. Thrive. I gave you a a little clue there. Um, We're going to go ahead and begin, dive right into scripture, and this will give us some foundation for this and, and get going on this series. In Psalm 92, it says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Everybody say flourish shall flourish in the courts of our god they shall still bear fruit in old age it's for it's for pastor tom there (laughs) still bear fruit in old age they shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the lord is upright he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him can i get an amen on that today This is a loaded, loaded passage here out of Psalm 92. The imagery is so rich of of this palm tree flourishing, uh, cedar in Lebanon, which is strength. There's so much figurative language and symbolic things going on there. And what it is is God is trying to say something for us. It's symbolic of what he's wanting to do in our life. But it qualifies it and and, uh, this idea of flourish, flourish, uh, if you you think about it and he's put it in terms of a tree and we all can understand that we can see that it, it's that a tree, a plant would, would begin to bud and bloom and grow and spread. And, and you ready for this? That it would thrive, that it would thrive. And, uh, that's what he's wanting for us. But he put some qualifiers on there. He said, it's the righteous that are going to flourish. And it's those that are planted in the house of the Lord. And if we don't understand what that means, we might exempt ourselves and say, well, I I don't qualify. I don't qualify. And actually, I want you to know how much you qualify today. Righteous there, of course, does mean upright. It does mean to walk in God's ways and to walk with God. But it never implies perfect. Aren't you glad that it doesn't imply perfect? Because if it says perfect, then we're all disqualified. We have to wait on the next bus, okay? And... Uh, the truth of the matter is, it's, it's a heart that's after God. It's those that are planted in God's house. I think you're picturing that a little bit here today as well. And, and uh, those that are walking after God, seeking after God, to the point that your heart, your mind, your everything that's after God, it impacts and influences and informs your thoughts, your values, your words, your behaviors, those kind of people... Are going to flourish. Do you all hear me? Those kind of people are going to flourish. And again it doesn't mean perfection. Because as we're walking along. How I many of you know sometimes we get distracted and we get off course. But thank God we can get back on course. And you know what? We want to. Even if we got distracted, tempted, whatever. And we get off course. There's something in us. I've got to get back. I've got to get back. I've got to find my way back on onto that course. And and that's what God That's what God is looking for in us these hearts that are loyal to Him, righteous, and those that are planted in the house of the Lord. And you know what Scripture says about that? They'll flourish. They'll flourish. And I want you to know that today that God wants you to flourish. And here's the big takeaway, and I'll go ahead and give it to you early here. God does not want us to just survive. God does not want us to just survive. You ready for this? He wants us to thrive. Go ahead and say this. He wants me to thrive. thrive. And that's the major thing I want to push on today is to help us all to walk away this morning with a realization, whether or not you've had it before, but to realize that God wants you to thrive. So the righteous planted in the house of the Lord, they're going to flourish. They're going to be fresh and and flourishing. And uh, the Hebrew language talks about green and full of sap, life-giving sap. I mean, this is... This is serious stuff that God wants you just full of life and fruitfulness and thriving in that way. Y'all look like I'm reading the phone book to you, i tell you. Um, but he wants that for us. But what does that look like? What does that person really look like that positions themselves to be flourished? And I worked on this all week, so I've kind of come up with something a little new. Hopefully you can, you can catch on to this. I think that is a person that would be described as happy and stable. Oh, you, you know, this one fruitful and blessed. Let's do it again. Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed so that they can be a blessing ultimately so they can bring glory to God. And that's what God's wanting to do. And and listen, I know we talk about that a lot, but that's what God wants. Don't, don't ever think light on that. Don't ever take that for granted. That's what that's signs in our life that we're more and more thriving and be in position to thrive even more in our lives. Well, if we're going to thrive and not just survive, I think it begins with a self-inventory and self-inventories are sometimes painful. And what we're going to do largely through this series is discover. We're going to discover some things that are wrong and we're going to discover the adjustments that we can make. And I'm not going to impose them on you. The light of scripture and the breath of the Holy Spirit will bring them to you. And I believe that you're going to discover. You're going to discover in your own life. Okay, I see what's wrong. And I I know this and I can tell you this ahead of time. You're going to make those discoveries. And it actually will bring rejoicing to you because God's not just going to show you what's wrong. God's going to show you the adjustments that, that can be made in this and and it's a wonderful thing and remember this is not a house of condemnation this is a house of grace and truth and jesus came in our brokenness full of grace and truth and that's what comes and helps us and sets us free and gets us to a place where we can thrive so let's let's begin with a little self inventory here and just kind of think about these things and just kind of ask yourself please don't answer out loud but are there certain areas of your life that are thriving And are there certain areas of your life that are not thriving? And here's the reality. As you look across your life and the different areas of your life, we could list them. Your family, your finances, your health, your confidence, your joy, uh, your professional life. I mean, just uh, across the board, we have all these different areas and categories of our life. And the reality for all of us, this side of heaven, is you probably are not thriving. You're not hitting on all cylinders in all categories. Okay? And we want to get better and better at that. though. Yeah. We want to get where the, the pendulum or the, the, the weight of it shifts over so that the majority of our life we are thriving. And you're even going to have seasons that you'll have to pay attention to where I was thriving and I'm not, why am I not thriving in this now? And you have to pay attention to that and God will help you in that. But the f- first part of this self-inventory would be, are there areas of my life where I'm thriving. Come on, could I just, just see your hand, bob your head, do something? Yeah, yeah, there's some areas I'm thriving. It's areas that you feel good about. You feel like that's going well. It makes you happy. You have a sense of healthy pride concerning that. There's areas that you're thriving. Well, let's look at the other half of it, though. Are there some areas of your life that are not thriving? Looking at those areas. Are there areas that I'm not thriving in? Boy, that needs to change. And You know what we like to do with those areas? Avoid them. Put an out of order sign on there or, you know, put up some construction bar- barricade. So just, just go around that. It's just kind of broken right now. Um, and I understand that because there's sometimes pain that goes with that. But we need to look into those areas of our life and see, take inventory of the areas that are not thriving. And as you look at your life as a whole, continuing with this kind of self-audit, self-inventory, look in your life at as, as a whole. Where are you at as a whole and I think there's just three choices for us here today. First of all would be thriving, thriving. Secondly would be surviving. And we already have determined and we'll continue to see God doesn't want you to just survive. He wants you to thrive. And then there's a third area below that and it's languishing, languishing. If something's languishing, it's falling behind, it's decaying, it's losing ground. It's not even surviving. It's just Languishing—I know it's a big word, but it carries the meaning well. And so, if we're languishing, we certainly want to get back up to surviving, and ultimately get to thriving with all of this. Again, God wants you to thrive. Amen. And then continue with this self-inventory: Why, as you look at these areas that are thriving, why is that area of your life thriving? And we're going to discover, we'll we'll even see some this morning, that if there's an area of your life that's thriving, there's real reasons why. But it's important that you not just, I don't know, it's just working. No, you need to kind of know why so that you can preserve that and increase that. And then on the other end of that, are there some areas of your life not thriving? Then you've got to look at it this way. Why? Why is that not thriving? And typically when we talk about something that's broken or not thriving in our life, then we start to come up with reasons And we come up with excuses. How many of you know that reasons and excuses are not always the same? Okay. Those are not the same. But we kind of lump those in together. And I want to go through a few of these today and kind of bring us to a point on some reasons and excuses why an area of your life or your life as a whole seems to be not not thriving. Um, and, And understand this. When we talk about thriving, we're not talking about just one area of your life. Okay. We're not talking about one category. You know, don't just say, well, if I have money, then I'm thriving. No, 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 no. Because there's some people that have money, and they're, they're worse off than anybody I know. You know? But I don't think it, it excludes money and provision. I think if you're thriving, and, and we want to be thriving in all areas, I don't know anybody at all that says, no, I don't want to thrive financially. Okay, but don't dare make that the single focus. And, 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 and I'm sad to say that even in Christian world, there's some that make that the singular focus. And when you do that, that's extremes. And any extreme leads to error. So don't do that. It is part. It is part. But just remember that it's a part. It's a part. But there's all kinds of relational areas. And, and every area of your life, think of thriving across the board there. So when we look at this then and something's not thriving we come up with a reason or an excuse so and i'm not minimizing where we're not thriving but let's think about this for a moment sometimes well why is that area not thriving well pastor don't you remember that back in 2008 2009 there was a big recession and it hit all of us and how many of you know it hit all of us it hit all of us but but let me just stop you right there not minimizing what may have happened to you during that time and it hit all of us i'm not minimizing that but I still talk to people that grew up during the depression and they're not thriving because they grew up in the depression. So my question would be, how long is it that we have to wait before we can thrive? How long do we allow a season of life to just hold you? Well, you, you got to understand. I went through the recession. I went through depression. How long is it that you have to wait then before you can, you can thrive again? So just kind of bear that in mind. And then others would, be, would describe themselves and their families, and this being their excuse or reason. Well, we've, we've always been poor, slow, sick, and plain. <laughs> or we would say, it's my color, it's my ethnicity, it's, it's my race. Or it's my gender. Or it's my age. Or I've had setbacks, or I've had some reversals, I've had some real disappointments, I got defeated at this. And pastor, if you only knew my story, if you knew my story, then you'd know why I'm, not, why I'm not thriving. Or you would say, I'm tired of trying. Or you'd say, well, the enemy has really made some inroads in my life. Or you would just answer, well, it's really complicated. Or I'm just damaged, I don't want to talk about it. Or we could come down to this, and I think this one kind of takes the teeth out of all the others. I didn't know that I could thrive. I didn't know that I could thrive. And see, sometimes the way we were raised, sometimes what we've been through, sometimes what's been said to us, efforts that we've made that didn't quite work out for us, we kind of dumb ourselves down, so to speak, and just kind of write it off and, and say, well, I, I guess I'll, I'll never thrive. And I want you to know today that God doesn't want you languishing and God doesn't want you just surviving. God wants you to thrive. and and listen and so no matter where you might be today and the purpose of this message the purpose of everything we do here is to help you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be and if you're in a good place God wants to move you even further in that if you're in a horrible and broken place God wants to help you to move from where you are to a better place that he has for you can I get a yippee or an amen or something out of this today all right good deal Let's look in Scripture and compare not thriving with thriving real quick. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 through 8, this is actually the foundational verses of this whole ministry. It's what we founded the, the, the ministry on, especially verse 7 and 8. But watch this, and we'll break this down a little bit. Y'all with me? Yes. All right. Thus says the Lord. So should we listen? Yes. Thus says the Lord, cursed. And let me just stop for a moment. I won't do this for all the words here, but this, this Hebrew word behind that, A-R-A-R-A-R actually means hemmed in with obstacles, powerless to resist. Doesn't sound like thriving, does it? So cursed, and let's find out why. He's not thriving. Why? Cursed is the man who trusts in man. Well, you got that all wrong. Trust in man and makes flesh his strength. Look a little further. Whose heart departs from the Lord. Well, no, duh. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. The Amplified Bible says, shall be naked and destitute in the desert. How many of you don't want to be either one of those, and especially in the desert, okay? <laughs> so he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall, watch this, not see when good comes. Did it say that good would not come? No, it just says you won't see it when it comes. You know why, why you won't see it? Because you're languishing, you're looking around, and you're, you know, you're worried about other things, but good, good would come. Let's keep reading but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and a salt land which is not inhabited. Everybody say not thriving. Watch this. Verse 7. Blessed. Hmm. Blessed. <coughs> excuse me. Is the man who trusts in the Lord. Well, no wonder he's blessed. And whose hope is the Lord. Watch this. For he shall be like a tree. And that imagery comes back all through scripture. And I'll just go ahead and remind you of Ezekiel and then Revelation. That there's a river of life and wherever it flows, wherever it flows, let me back up. Where does it flow from the throne of God? And wherever it flows, whatever it touches thrives for, he shall be like a tree planted. The word also means or transplanted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. And watch this and will not fear when heat comes. Did it say heat will not come? No, heat will come. I need to tell you all that. Heat comes. I got to tell them. (laughs) Heat comes. But when you're thriving, when you're planted roots out by the river, you'll not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will, watch this, not be anxious in the year of drought. Did it say there'd be no year of drought? No. No, there'll be a year of drought. There'll be times of drought. How many of you have had some times of drought? How many of you have had more than one times of drought? Okay. And not be anxious though in times of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Sounds like that, guys. Thriving. Yes. And we can see, we can see the differences in where, remember we read in Psalm 92, you know, the righteous planted in the house of the Lord. Those are the ones that are flourishing. And we see again, it's where you're putting your hope. It's where you're putting your trust. It's where you get your strength and your help from that makes all of that difference. So in this series, we're going to discover, everybody say discover, we're going to discover practical things. We're going to discover natural things. Did you know that some of the things that, that you're dealing with that are keeping you from thriving are actually some pretty natural, practical things? Did you realize that? And then also we're going to discover some spiritual things. There's some deep spiritual truths behind this as well. And then out of that, we're going to discover adjustments that we need to make that are going to help us to align with this so that we can thrive. With every message, I try to bring us to a point of application, at least one. Because I believe application is the proof of learning. And we're not to be hearers of the word, we're to be doers of the word. But we can't be a doer of something that we don't understand or if we don't remember So we teach the word so that you can understand it, you can remember it, and then you can apply it. And when you apply it, then life change comes. So we always want to have a point of application. And we're going to have a lot of application come in this series. But for today, everybody say for today. For today, I simply want you to think. Today, I just simply want you to realize something. And you're going to watch it happen. It's going to happen as you're leaving today and throughout this afternoon and throughout this week, you're going to start to realize some things. Here's the application. I want to get you to realize, to get it in your thinker, that God wants me to thrive. Go ahead and say it. God wants me to thrive. Some of y'all need to say it one more time. God wants me to thrive. And your current situation may look nothing like thrive. You need to spin again and buy a couple of vowels to even spell thrive, but (laughs) it is not even close. But you need to start to think God wants me to thrive. Part of the application is this to get you to start to think and question Am I thriving? Am I thriving? You're going to start to look and discover in in your life Am I thriving here? And and then that takes me to the next one. You're going to start to notice where you are thriving. And you're going to start to notice where you're not thriving. And then you're going to start to wonder, and I really want this to happen. I want you to start to wonder, I wonder why this is thriving. And I wonder why this is not thriving. And I want you to start to see this in all areas of your life. Maybe at work, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your parenting, maybe in your finances, maybe in your health, maybe in your relationships, all kinds of things. Why is it you can't get along with your neighbor? I mean, all all kinds of things. Why is this not thriving? Why is this not thriving? And it's going to be a a path of discovery and God's going to help us in that. Amen? Amen. Thriving is noticeable. And not thriving is noticeable. You know, a business can be thriving or not thriving. And you can tell if a business is thriving. You can tell. What's one way you can tell? Cars in the parking lot. People lined up. You can see if something is thriving or not thriving. Your yard at your house, you can tell if it's thriving or not thriving. Some of y'all just started looking around there. You know, uh, you can look at your neighbor's house and hate them for one of two reasons. Their yard is thriving or it's not thriving. Okay. And and actually, hate is a very strong word for that. Uh, um, A team. We're in the throes of football right now. And a team uh, can be thriving or not thriving. Yesterday in college football was, what a crazy day, you know. And you realize and you see teams that have part of their team is thriving and part of their team is not thriving. Maybe they're very strong on defense, but they're, you know, total weak in passing or or offense or whatever it would be. And you, you can see that. A family can be thriving or not thriving. You can tell in couples sometimes if they're thriving or not thriving. Uh, body, Body language would be a giveaway there. You can tell in babies and puppies and kitties if they're thriving. Matter of fact, there's a medical term called FTT, failure to thrive, failure to thrive. And in a baby... In a, in a puppy or whatever, they could be diagnosed with the FTT, their failure to thrive. And it means they, they're not eating enough, they're not holding weight, they're weak, their color's not good, they're just lethargic, they're not developing, they're not keeping up, they're just kind of lagging behind. Failure to thrive. And guess what? There's always a reason. There's always a reason. So you can trace it back to it's something in their diet, it's something in their environment, it, it, they've had some kind of trauma. There's some kind of medical condition. Maybe they're lacking human contact. You know, there would be a number of things that there's always a reason. Everybody say, there's a reason. And that brings me to this principle and this biggie that we have to see today. And it's this. Root issues produce fruit issues. Everybody read that with me. Root issues produce fruit issues. And you know it's true. In Matthew 12, 33, Jesus said this. If the tree is good, the fruit will be good if the tree is bad, the fruit is going to be bad. he said, the tree is known by its fruit. In the message paraphrase, it says this. The fruit tells you about the tree. Well, where do you look to see if you're thriving? You look to the fruit of your life. And as you look to the fruit of your life, you'll be able to tell if I'm thriving or not thriving. If an apple tree is sick, you're going to be able to tell that typically by the fruit. Or if it's healthy, you'll be able to tell that. Well, what makes the tree healthy? Ultimately, it goes back down to the, to the root. Think of the Ten Commandments real quick, okay? And you don't have to go through them all, even though you broke them all. But, but, uh, but we're doing better. Okay. I'm joking, okay? Kind of. Um, I divide them up in this way. The first three are the root. And if you'll take care of the first three, the root issues... Of the commandments, which talk about your relationship with God, how you relate to God. And let me remind you that when he gave those commandments, he said, You have no other God before you because I am the Lord God who brought you out. What is that? Cup of salvation from last week, in the last five weeks. And so, those first three, you get the root issues taken care of. Guess what the other seven are? They're fruit issues. Don't covet, don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't lie, don't steal. It has, has all those other things. Those are fruit issues. And I promise you, and Jesus even said it, you know, the, all the law will be filled in, fulfilled in this. If you will get this right, if you'll get the root issues right, then the fruit issues are going to come along for you. Amen? And so there's always a reason. Everybody said there's always a reason. So an area of your life that's thriving or not thriving, there's a reason for that. And oftentimes it's a root issue. It's a root issue. And you have to dig a little bit. And you might have to chop. You may have to lay the ax to some things down at the root level. But here's some, here's some other good news here. There are some things that are just surface issues that are hindering you from thriving. On our front porch, and I love being on our front porch. Alicia and I spend so much time out there, and especially weather like this and, uh, about a year or so ago, we're looking at the shrubs out off of our, uh, front porch and, uh, they were not thriving. Matter of fact, looking at them on the bottom of them and stuff, they had like this black mold or fur or something, you know, kind of growing on them. So we call this guy and the guy comes out and he sprays them and he said, but you have to spray them twice. I think he just needed to spray it once, but it's the American way. We want to charge you more. So, um, (laughs) So, sprayed them twice, and you know what? It took care of the stuff, a surface issue. A surface issue. And now, I was looking at them yesterday. They're thriving. There's new, there's green, there's all of that going on. And so, sometimes, listen, sometimes it's a surface issue that's hindering you, and you just need a little spray. <laughs> Everybody, pray for the spray, okay? Because if it's a root issue, we got to do some digging and some chopping. And I promise you, all of us need some digging and chopping, but how many of you like when it's just spray? Okay. So, uh, but there's always a reason now. Now I need to hurry and just kind of finish up this, this morning. You realize it's just introduction here today. Don't answer this out loud, but think about it. What was the first commandment that God gave to man? Don't, don't answer it loud. What was the first commandment that he gave to man? And the answer you're thinking of is probably wrong. Because it kind of set you up with the Ten Commandments a few minutes ago. But the first commandment is this. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. Right after he made them. Look at this in Genesis 1 verse 28. Then God blessed them. He just made them. And then he blessed them. And he said to them. This is the first command that he gave. Be fruitful. Everybody say be fruitful. He said, be fruitful and multiply church. Listen to me. God wants you to thrive. You know what he's saying when he's saying be fruitful, he's in essence and get the imagery here again, imitate the tree. He's shown them that tree of life in the middle of it all. It's at the middle. It's at the beginning in the garden. It's at the end of the Bible. All the way through, tree, tree, tree. He wants you to be like that tree. What does he want for the tree? He wants the tree to thrive. Are y'all hearing me today? He wants you to thrive. He wants you to be fruitful and he wants you to multiply. God wants that. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to produce. But listen to this. If you're not producing, if you're not producing, then you're only consuming. And if you're only consuming, follow this. If you're only consuming, then the only thing that's going to make you proud in life is something you can buy or something you can get. Does it sound like our culture? If you're not producing, then you're just consuming. And if you're only consuming, then the only thing you're going to endeavor to do to feel fulfilled is to buy something or to get something. And that's our culture. And God has made you instead to be fruitful. Are y'all hearing me? And it's not just consumerism. It's actually idolatry. And idolatry is expressly forbidden. I hope you're hearing this. It's expressly forbidden. And God wants you to stay away from idolatry, from things that get in between you and him. Because that takes you away. You're going to have a false sense of fulfillment. If I can just get the new this and the new that and the new this. And God's not wanting you to fill your life and feel fulfilled just because you are a consumer things that I can buy, things that I can get. God is wanting you to find the greater joy and the greater fulfillment that comes from using your gifts and being fruitful and truly being happy and stable and fruitful and blessed where, where sometimes you don't need anything. Jesus said, I have food to eat of that you know not of. And in doing this, you know, if we get off with that, it's not just consumerism, it's idolatry. And idolatry leads you astray. And ultimately, it will bring about destruction. Let's look at a verse here. John fifteen eight. Read it carefully with me. By this, my father is glorified. Isn't that the end goal? Isn't that what we're after? By this, my father is glorified. Watch, watch it carefully. That you eat much fruit. But if you have a consumer mindset, that you eat much fruit. Well, what is it instead? That you what? That you bear. That you produce. That you produce. And again, the imagery, this in John 15 is the vine and the branches. And he talks about fruit and more fruit and much fruit. He's talking about thriving here. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So in this series, in this series, we're going to discover. This series is going to be a journey. And we're going to begin to discover. You're going to discover. You're going to discover for yourself. Because if you discover it for yourself, it's firsthand and you won't forget it and you'll take ownership of it, but you will discover you will. I'm not going to cram anything down your throat. I'm going to let the power of God's word and the presence of God's spirit do a work, not just when we're in these four walls. And I dare you not to come. Don't you dare not come. Okay. Okay. But when you leave here and your life is going to be a life of discovery, because I want you to know this. God wants you to thrive and so there has to be some some discovery in your life and we're going to also discover not just where i'm not thriving but we're going to find out where we are thriving and we're going to find out some nuts and bolts we're going to find out some natural practical things we're going to find out some spiritual things so that we can make some adjustments and so that we can come into alignment with what god wants for us and then we can thrive So, as I finish this this morning, let me just say this to you. Today, on the basis of God's word and where we're going to be heading with this, I am giving you, y'all listening to me, y'all, I am giving you biblical permission to thrive. And I want to nudge you today. Actually, I don't want to just nudge you, I want to push you today because you don't just have permission. Do you know what you have? You have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to thrive. And this is what God intends for you. This is God's plan for you. Let's not live apart from or beneath what God intends. And you need to know this. God will help you. On this whole journey, God will help you. And God will help you in some amazing ways. So that you and I can thrive. Whatever we put our hand to do shall languish. Whatever we set our hand to do shall prosper. Wherever our foot shall trod, he will give it to us. He'll give us dominion. Are you you all hearing me? The scripture is loaded with this. And I'm telling you today, you have biblical permission to thrive. And you have a biblical responsibility to thrive. So go and thrive. And help and encourage some other people along the way so that they can thrive as well. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this today? Bless the Lord.